Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Jeff Bazer, Director of Sales for the South Central part of the United States at Vispero and Freedom Scientific. Great to be here. Wonderful to be back on ACB Communities. It's been a little while since I've been with all of you, and welcome to everybody on Clubhouse as well. That's a new uh, a new venue for me anyway, at least having to do with ACB community. So very glad that you all are with us too. Thank you as well to Brenda, I'm sorry, Belinda, Bell. <laughs> I knew I would do that. And Brad for being here as well. They're watching the respective platforms for questions and comments. And uh, if any of you have been here with me before, when, when I've been doing this, uh, you're welcome to ask your question or uh, request to speak at any time. We'll have plenty of times where we will stop and uh, entertain those questions. So don't feel like you have to wait till the very end. Uh, feel free to, uh, you know, to ask those as you're thinking about them. We have a small enough group here, so it's very nice to be able to uh, have you know that you can participate whenever you, you feel like you have a question. So with that, um, I think we're here to chat a little bit about Outlook today and specifically contacts in Outlook. And that's a pretty interesting subject. There's a few things I want to mention with those and go through, you know, setting up a contact and how that all works. But then I think this might uh, morph into some additional conversation around address books and maybe that we don't always store contacts necessarily on our computer anymore. Many of us are have them on our smartphones and things like that, but how do we get them where we want them might be a good question to, to ask and chat about as well. So some good conversation to be had over the next hour, I think here. Uh, let me mention specifically uh, just, just a moment about um, some things happening at Vispero and, and Freedom Scientific. We're, we're always excited to tell you about the latest happenings around software and what's new with JAWS, Zoom Text, and Fusion. As most of you, uh, many of you will know if you've been running our software for you know a long time, you know that we have a software maintenance agreement where we have a, a major update that comes out in the fall each year, usually in October, later in, in October. And that would be the numbered version. And we're currently on version 2023. So we go by the year now for JAWS, Zoom, Text, and Fusion. But just as importantly, we also come out with many, many updates of our software throughout the year. And the way you can get those immediately is to ensure that you have the latest version, the latest numbered version of JAWS, Zoom, Text, or Fusion. So hopefully all of you listening are on 2023. And if you're not, there's a few ways that you can take care of that and upgrade if you are in the position to do so. If you have a local authorized dealer who you work closely with. We have many of them around the country. You can contact them and they can assist you in, in getting your software upgraded. If not, you can call us directly. Uh, if you have a subscription of our software, a, a home annual license, then you can um, go online and uh, increase that or uh, upgrade that as well and make sure that you have the, the latest version. And if you have questions on that or anything that we need to address, we can always do that right here as well. 
And just before we start, too, let me give you my contact information just in case you have an offline question you want to ask later on or need to get a hold of myself. You can do that at my name is Jeff Bazer, again, B A Z E R. And it's J Bazer, J B A Z E R, at Vispero, V I S P E R O. So J Bazer at Vispero.com. That's my email address. Um, I am at extension 1122. If you call in on the 800 number, 800 444 4443, extension 1122 will get you to me. So feel free to utilize that and contact us anytime. And then the other thing that you can do that I'm sure that Liz and Rachel and Ron have told you when, when they've been on here in, in prior weeks is that uh, if you have more of a general question, a training question, where to find uh, specific archived webinars maybe that we've done in the past or just anything relating to training at Vispero, you can always send an email to training at vispero.com. Those folks will answer that email and send you the respective links, direct you to where you need to go in order to find what it is you're looking for. And then the final thing I think I would mention to you is if you haven't been to the webpage lately, freedomscientific.com slash training, I would bookmark that, archive that in any of your uh, respective web browsers that you're using and make it a regular occurrence to go check out what's happening there because all of the information on that page, all the resources are free. We don't charge for any of that. And there's everything up there from webinars to entire teaching curriculum around our software and things related to braille displays and even video magnification and CCTVs as well. Some webinars we've done with all of those products. So uh, if you're looking for anything software related, or hardware, there's a good chance that you'll find it on that page, freedomscientific.com slash training. If you don't find it there, just like we said earlier, send us an email and we'll make sure that if we've got it, we point you to the resource that's needed. So uh, just a, a couple things that I wanted to mention very briefly too, software-wise, our latest update is the February update of JAWS Zoom Text Infusion 2023. So uh, even if you have our latest version, you're on the 2023 uh, number, you may not have downloaded this latest update. So you might want to check that and make sure that you did or that you do have that. Uh, one way to check that is uh, if you have it turned on when you, whenever you open your respective software program, you should get a notification that says, hey, there's an update available. Would you like to download it? And you can then check the box and say yes. But if you didn't get that or don't have it on, you can always go to the website and uh, download it there as well. If you go to freedomscientific.com and go to downloads, the latest version will be there. And you can just install over the top of what you have right now. And that is another way to update as well. There's a couple features there specifically related to magnification and Zoom text. One <clears throat> deals with... Um, keeping what you have under the mouse or the cursor in the center of the screen at all times. So tracking related for that. You might notice that sometimes as you're moving around the screen, things get off to an edge of the screen and somewhere where you have a difficult time locating what it is you're looking for or seeing it. And this 
new feature with tracking allows these to stay more in the center of the screen. So what you have under your, your cursor or mouse pointer, you might find that this works uh, much, much better for you. So definitely uh, give that a try if you're into tracking with magnification on the screen. We've also done some updates around the text viewer as well. So uh, oftentimes we see that if a sighted person is uh, looking over your shoulder and trying to figure out, geez, what are you listening to? What is it you're reading? Where are you on the screen? Well, with text viewer, uh, that is one feature where you can uh, show them a little bit better on exactly what's being read at the current time and where you are. So we've got some things related to that there as well. So a good thing to check out in the latest update of version 2023 with Zoom Text and Fusion. So uh, guys, any questions, comments, anything that you see in the chat or anybody have their hand up in Clubhouse before we get started? Not yet, but we're this keeping might, an eye on it. All right. This might be a good time to share my screen, I guess. Sometimes I forget to do this and then you guys hear nothing. Jeff Bezer has started screen sharing. You are viewing Jeff Bezer's screen. I probably need to slow down my jaws. Let me do that here as, as well. Can you all hear that okay? Sounds good. Everybody hear that? Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Brad. I always want to make sure that uh, we're good to go here before we, before we get started. So let's talk about Outlook and uh, contacts in Outlook specifically here and uh, get into this a little bit. Uh, that's what we're going to assume that you are utilizing for your email, at least from, from this demonstration. That's what you'll hear me using. Now, we certainly know that uh, there could be a number of folks out there who do not use Microsoft 365 or don't use Outlook. But I do think that even if you don't, a good part of what we're talking about today would probably still be relevant for you as far as contacts and organizing people's email addresses, regular snail mail addresses, phone numbers, that kind of thing. If you're looking for a way to do that, or maybe you haven't done that so much and you'd like to, this idea that we're going to talk about today should uh, should be able to kind of port over into, I think, any email program that you do use. But this is specific to um, Outlook and Microsoft 365. One of the nice things now is that... Um, whether you're working at home or you're, you're at the company, your company, your organization where you're using Outlook, it, if you don't have it, it can be fair, pretty easy to get. It's inexpensive now if you want to subscribe and you know pay your yearly membership to uh, to Microsoft 365. What is it like? A, I think it's ninety nine dollars, and you can get up to six installs or something like that. You can have a number of them on multiple machines. And if you're a student, it's even less than that. So certainly affordable to get into Outlook and, and 365 if you haven't done it already and you want to. So that's one thing to mention as well. So I have, we, we use Outlook, of course, here and all the Microsoft 365 or most of the applications at Vespero here. So we've done this for a long time. And contacts is just one method that Outlook uses for you to be able to keep track of folks that you email on any kind of regular basis, maybe their phone number, their address, if you're sending them actual paper stuff in the mail, that kind of thing. There's other ways that this goes on as well. There's something called autocomplete, 
And many of you may be familiar with that. So when you send an email and you type in someone's email address, it's automatically stored in what's called an autocomplete file. And this today is one of the most common ways because when you begin typing for someone's email address, a lot of times it'll just pop up and you'll be like, yep, that's exactly who I'm looking for right there. So it's very easy to uh, locate who you want to if that autocomplete file could continues to update on your system. Mine does, and I love that. And I've used that for a number of years. Now, it's changed a little bit as far as how that file works. When you're on an Exchange server, um, it's, it's a little more difficult to locate yourself. Your IT folks, of course, would be able to assist you to do it. Like if you got a new machine or, or something like that, if it didn't come over by itself. But in the, uh, in the older days of Outlook and older versions of Office, like 2007 and 2010 and things like that, if you just had this on your personal machine and maybe you went out and bought a new computer, it was fairly easy to take this autocomplete file and transfer it over when you were setting up a new Outlook account. But in my mind, it was kind of a trick, a little bit of a trick, because a lot of people thought, okay, if I just take my, my PST file, which is the main file that all of your email was in and your contacts, a lot of people thought, well, then I should have this file. I should be able to start typing in my email and it should autocomplete like it, just like it did on the other machine, right? Nope, not so much or not always, or maybe not as much. You know, If you used your contacts on a regular basis and you kept all the names in there, well, then it would. And then you'd be just fine. But if you just relied on this autocomplete file, you had to know where that was and then go get it and move it over and put it in the right place. And as I remember, it was an NK2 dot extension that it had on it. It was an NK2. So you had to know where it was and go find it. But I'll tell you what, it was worth the work because once you found it and put it in the right place on your new machine, it was right back to normal again for being able to... Uh, to have those emails pop up when you started typing and we had happy campers all over again. So that was is one way to do it. And that's what happens now a lot of times on Exchange too, is that you're either going to have, you know, a global address list that you're going to be able to go locate somebody in if you can't find them, or this autocomplete file is likely going to continue to update as you have more people that you're sending emails to. So that will happen. But contacts is definitely another way to be able to keep track of who it is that you're communicating with on a daily basis in Outlook. And it's great from the standpoint of if you ever need to send out mass emails or do like a big mail merge kind of thing, if you're using Access maybe or some other kind of database, then you can create contact lists You know, from who you have in your contacts to then send these marketing emails to or just a mass, hey, how you doing kind of email. So there's very valuable uh, reasons why you might keep all of your names in contacts. In addition to that, of course, you've got lots of fields in there where you can keep track of multiple phone numbers and multiple email addresses and things like that. So it's very interesting how Outlook and, and Office uh, utilizes all of these things because contacts is just one way to do it. There's There are several. 
and uh, you may or may not be using that where you're at. But we'll take a look. We'll show you how it's done, and then you can go from there and decide that this is going to be something that would be valuable for yourself to use or not. So let me just do this. I'm going to go to my uh, – oh, I got too many windows open, as always. You know how that goes. Many times people have far more windows open on their machine than they should. And I like to try to keep mine fairly clean when I can, but sometimes it gets a little out of hand quickly. So here I am in my inbox. We'll do an insert T for title. There you go. So you know that we're there. Now, the easiest way to get to contacts, at least in my case here, is I can hit control Y to bring up my tree view list of folders here. And contacts is one of them. I'm going to do that now. Control Y. And let's just hit a C. How about one more? So, Jeff, we're not hearing your screen. I, oh, at least I'm not your screen reader. Oh, you guys don't hear Jaws? I, I don't I hear it. Did before. Yeah, oh, okay. At least I thought we did. Well, let's uh, stop share. Jeff Bezer has stopped screen share. I'm going to stop. I, you know what, guys? I wonder if I did not uh, check the box for sound. That Let me do this again here. Uh, share screen. Select sharing sound mode. This is mono, stereo. Okay, I think I think mono should be fine, shouldn't it? Should. Do I just press enter on this? Oh, no, now um, it's unchecked. Hang on, guys. Um... Well, we're going to be in big trouble if you guys can't hear my sound. Hang on here one second. Oh, there we go. Share sound. There's my checkbox. Jeff Baser okay. has started menu, screen menu. sharing. There we go. Started screen now you guys can hear yeah, it. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Yep, uh -huh. I hear eloquence. Participants can now see your screen. Very good. All right. Well, we had that extra layer in there. I apologize for that, guys. I must have forgot to check that box. Leaving menus. Inbox J. All Harvard right. Well, let's start over here then just a little bit. I'm sure glad we didn't get too far with this. Thank you guys for letting me know that. So back here on the inbox now in uh, Microsoft Outlook, let me do an insert T so we know where we are. Title is Inbox J. Bowser Vespero. Com Outlook. Very good. So we're going to go to contacts here with uh, control Y. Go to folder dialog. And now we've got our folder tree view up. I'm going to hit a C twice. Cal contacts. Here's contacts. Contacts J. Bowser Vespero. Com Outlook. Contact extended select list box. Matter presence unknown. Okay. So, couple things here that I want to tell you about, first of all. So, you heard Matt Ader. Many of you might know Matt. He is first on my list because, of course, his last name is Ader. So, it starts with an A and he's right at the top. Now, you heard presence unknown. Listen again. Okay, Matt Ader, presence unknown. What does presence unknown mean? Well, Lots of things can go on within your organization when you're using Microsoft 365. And uh, one of the newest and has become very popular very quickly that folks are using is Microsoft Teams. Anybody use that? So Teams for uh, much like with Zoom here for having meetings like this. But Teams does a lot of other things as well. Of course, you can do instant messaging in there and it's a file storage uh, area as well so uh, there's lots of things that are going on in teams of course you can it's a, got it interfaces with the calendar as well so you can set up meetings there and everybody can get together so when you hear presence unknown that has to do with teams 
whether somebody is is available on teams or if they're busy or if they're not online at all it doesn't look like we have this set up at least at this point now so that uh, automatically we can tell whether folks are available or busy or gone or whatever it is but this is something that if your organization wants to you can set this up to interface with teams so that as you're looking through contacts you would know immediately who's available and who isn't so that's what that has to do with as i move down this list Kate Baser, presence unknown. Kate Bazer is my son. Isn't that kind of funny that uh, he's in here? So, again, this is not necessarily just people you work with. If you've got uh, Outlook here on your on your work machine like I do, if, if this is a personal machine, too, for you, you may have put personal contacts in here, or it might be that they've come from someplace else. So, for me, uh, I have Exchange. I have my, my work email on my phone as well. And this is what's happened. So since they've both been on the Exchange server, then uh, we've merged these contacts so that it, it took the contacts off my phone and put those here on my computer as well. And that's exactly what we're hearing. So let's, uh, I'm, I'm just going to move down this list here. Just Ainsley Bradbury, Ainsley Bradbury, Jan Brand, Brock Scott Chaplin, Joseph just using my arrow key, so up and down arrows, so these are in alphabetical order. And if you wanted to find someone specifically in here, what you could do is begin to type the first couple letters, just two or three letters of their name, and you should be moved down to where they are. I'm going to type a Y, like a Y-A, and I should be Colleen, Eric Yarbrough, presence at the very bottom. Eric Yarbrough is, is here at the bottom, so I very quickly got to the bottom of this list. And you can go to the top, of course, with your standard Windows keystroke, so you can do a control home and get to the top. Top of file. And Eric there we are, back at the top. Kate, I said Eric again, but I'm, I'm back here at the top. Now, if we wanted to add a new contact, much like we would do with email messages, we can just press control N. Why don't we do that right now? Untitled contact, full name edit. All right. And this is very nice and accessible. It reads very nicely with JAWS. So as you're moving through here to enter in the information, you can use tab to be able to move through, and, and you'll all of these fields will be uh, labeled properly and read to you. So let's just make up a, uh, a contact here. Hey, Brad, maybe we should put you in here. Let me type Bradford. How do you spell Snyder? Uh... S-N-Y-D-E-R. I don't know if we want to put everything out there, though. <laughs> <laughs> we won't put all your personal info, Brad. That's okay. Let's just type Brad in here so we can give you an idea on what happened. Bradford Snyder contact. Company edit. Bradford Snyder. There he is. Company. So I'm tabbing through here now. So you can type in as many of these edit fields as you want to. You can leave any of them blank that you want to as well. Job title edit. I'm just tabbing through. So by the time you're done... You can have a lot of information in here about somebody specifically. That's what's nice about contacts is that uh, you can have as little or as much information as you want. Job title, I'm going to tab. File edit combo, Snyder, Bradford. Okay, now this is kind of cool here because it says, how do you want to file it? So if you've got a lot of contacts and you want to, you know, you want them filed by last name first, that's how it's going to do this by default. So it's got Snyder Bradford in there even though we typed in his, his full name the other way. And you can change that if you want to. So we're here in an area now in this edit field where I can use my up and down arrow keys to uh, to get this set up differently. Let me do that. Bradford Snyder, Bradford Snyder. Snyder. 
So those two uh, possibilities are there. I'm going to keep it with uh, the way it is by default, Snyder Brad. Let's do some tabbing and move through here. Contact photograph button. If we have a picture of Brad, we can put that right in here as well. We can upload that from wherever we've got it. Open the address book to select an entry for email button. Okay. So now here's what's interesting about this is that this context knows that you may have an address book as well. It just all depends on how your organization is set up or company or if you had a previous address book maybe on another machine that you moved over to this. So if you need to open an address book that you have to get Bradford's email, you can do that right here, or we can just move forward. Email index button. Email. Email edit. So I can type his email right here, and I was just tabbing forward to do that. Let's uh, keep moving forward. Display as edit. Display as edit. And again, with his email, we can have that displayed right there. Web page address edit. Web page address edit. Now, if Brad is a VIP and he's got his own website, you can put that in here as well. So again, like we mentioned at the beginning, a lot of information here for folks that you want to keep track of. Tab. I am address edit. I am address edit. So contacts have been around a long time. So uh, I am addresses there. Business but phone Business, number one. phone. Phone one edit. Home button. Phone number. Now two, you might five, notice this. Now uh, these these phone number fields you can have those labeled exactly how you want to. So if I let me shift tab right back here. Home button. So by default we're on the home phone number right now. But you heard button there. So if I press the space bar or enter. Check phone number, country, region, edit. One. We should have some choices here for City area where we want to do. Country, cancel button, OK button, check phone number, extend, and local it's number, not edit. doing exactly what I thought it was going to do. I thought we could select mobile, business, City area, whatever country, we region. wanted, but maybe some of these fields are a little bit different. Bradford Snyder contact, home, phone, So edit. I just pressed escape. Let's, uh, let's move forward here. Let's tab. Business, phone number, phone three, And edit. even if we don't label these... There are lots and lots of, there's lots and lots of space to be able to enter as many different phone numbers, I think, as you're probably going to need. And there's even a mobile number right down here. Mobile button. Uh, next. Phone number four type button. Phone four edit. Phone business button. Address type button. Business address type. Address I'm just tabbing. This is the mail. So again, uh, you can type their, their mailing address here as well. Physical mailing address. Right address here. edit. Address edit. You heard that. And if I tab one more time. This is the mailing address checkbox not checked. There you go. So uh, like we mentioned before, um, if, if you were doing a mass mailing, whether it was electronically or whether you actually were doing this via printer and you were sending letters out, uh, if this is the mailing address and you check this box, uh, if you had a large database, like I mentioned before, like Access or HubSpot or you know things like this, you can interface with your contacts in Microsoft 365, and you can do large mailings, whether they're electronic or actually physical, and then you can print labels and things like that from within this, this area as well. So that's why this checkbox is here for being able to um, say whether this is the mailing address or not. Business card graphic. Edit. And then uh, business card is at the bottom. So you can actually, there's some different views that you can have here in your contacts. So they look like business cards, or if you just want a list of names, you can do it that way as well. And what you have here at the bottom is a large edit field to type in any notes that you'd like about this person. Yeah, I remember him from high school. We had a lot of fun. You know, it could be anything. 
and that would be the notes that uh, would be here as part of the contact. And then when you're done, you can hit an Alt-S or Control-S to save. In my case, I can just hit Escape at this point if I want to, and it's going to ask me... Microsoft Outlook dialog. Want to save your changes? Yes button. Yes or no. Do I want to save? No button. But I can go to no for Bradford since uh, Arthur, Madader, President. we don't need to... Uh, I think I've got his email address someplace else too. So that's how contacts work. That's how you move through. As you saw there from the very beginning, everything's very nicely laid out, nicely labeled, easy to enter contacts in there. And one of the nice things about this is this is part of your mailbox. So when you move your mailbox to any other machine, these are going to come with you, the contacts that you've stored. So that's a good reason to, to have them in there. And you can also import contacts from other places as well. So I mentioned my phone just a little while ago. So if you've got multiple machines that you have on the same exchange server here, for example, if you've got your email on your computer, but you keep track on your phone or another machine as well, it's going to merge the contacts that you've got in all those places into one area here so that you can find those. So lots of powerful things kind of going on behind the scenes here to be able to keep track of who it is that you want to keep track of and who you want to email and call and check on for meetings and that kind of thing on any kind of regular basis. But remember, there's other ways to do it as well. Um, we have something at Vispero called the Global Address Book. So when I'm in an email and I'm typing in somebody's email, if I can't find who I'm looking for, I can go to the Global Address Book and I can look at everybody in the company to figure out who it is I need. Now, there's a drop-down box in there that shows that global address book. But because it's a drop-down, if I want to just look at my contacts, specifically on my machine and nothing else, that's one of the choices that I can make from this that list box. I keep it on the global address book by default because I may want to go in there and find somebody specifically that I've not emailed before to be able to locate and you know figure out where what office they work out of and what their extension is if I need to call them. So all that information is available to us on the Exchange server as part of our organization here through Microsoft 365, but they may not be in your local contacts that you have here on your machine. And that's what we've looked at here today. That's what we've done is just created a local contact on our machine that is not going to be shared across the organization you know, with, with anybody else. Contacts stay local on your machine specifically. So with that, I knew that wouldn't take too long to, to go through there. We're about halfway through our time. Does anybody have a question on what we've done so far or how you may want to move information into your onto your machine from somewhere else? Or uh, does anybody want to share with us as well maybe if you don't use Outlook, which email program do you use and how's it working for you and do you have contacts set up for yours? Anybody want to comment on uh, any of that information or have a question? What do we see, guys? Oh, we have, let's see, we have Melissa here in Zoom. Melissa, hey, Melissa. Feel free to uh, All right. unmute, Melissa. There she is. How uh, are you? I am wonderful. This is Fantastic. Um, I, I've used Outlook for the longest time, but I've never known about the contact feature. But I'm looking for a job, and that's a skill that I'm going to definitely need to uh, to have. Um, but I actually have two questions for you, if you don't mind. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Excuse me. Um, 
Oh, you know how to talk. You just said, yes, ma'am. I'm from the South. So there you go. <laughs> I'm, I live I'm giving in you Columbia, a hard South Carolina. Oh, cool. Cool. And I think I've talked to you on the phone before and, and you're just a great trainer. Um, Thank you. But so here's my first question. So what if somebody has multiple email addresses? Like, let's say they have a personal email and a work email. Then how do you know which one is which if you're because like what you know you don't want to like accidentally type in a personal matter with their work email address so how do you know that if you um add that to your contacts that's the first no, that's a great question absolutely so there are fields that you can open up you can you can actually create more if you want to i'm pretty sure there's multiple emails in there by default but you can you can label the email for home work personal however you want to much like you can their phone number. So if you have a home phone or oh, cool. a mobile phone, you can do it the same way. So you can have multiple emails as part of that. And JAWS lets you know that? Like yes, ma'am. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. And then the second question, um, so you mentioned, and I love this this feature on Outlook where you, if you type in an email address, like the first few letters, it recognizes it. I do like right. that. However, on my computer, it makes a real loud clicking sound when I go to type in someone's email address, and that's really loud, and I want that turned off. Um, how do I do that? Uh, I wonder if so. You're talking about the the sound in Jaws, where um, or yeah, no, it makes a, it, it makes a loud like you know, like when you go to type in the email yes, address, where you see uh, information when when in the two field when the two fields been populated. Yes. there's a way to turn that off. You know what? Um, I'm pretty sure that you can customize those sounds specifically. So you could either mute that sound completely or you could you could turn it into something else. Now, you can control the volume of those too if you want to. If you go into your volume for the computer, what you'll find is volumes for all kinds of different things like your JAWS voice, the default sounds on your computer, but then if there are JAWS sounds that are there, that's a separate volume control. So right. you can turn those down or off if you want to. Okay, so would I go like to, to my settings, like like sound settings or outlook settings? You could go, that's exactly where you could go. You could go to sound settings, your volume control will be there. One, one Talking, option Jeff will Baser. be to open your actual sounds, all the sounds on your machine. And then the other option should be your volume control. And then once you open that, you can go in there and see all the different, as you tab through there, you can see all the different volumes that you have. And the reason there's multiple Talking. different volume controls is, let's say you're listening to music on your machine, you want to turn that down so you can hear JAWS better, yeah. or vice versa. You want to turn <laughs> JAWS down so you can hear your music a lot better. That's why they separate all of that for you, so that you can, you can control those yourself. Yeah, and I do, I also love the feature, um, like when I'm hosting a call for ACB, um, I use the balance um, feature, so JAWS is to my left, and the other people are to my right ear, um, it makes it yeah. a lot easier to host a call, and I do love that feature, but as far as that clickety sound, oh, that's driving me nuts, <laughs> especially when I'm well, wearing a headset. <laughs> we're very glad to hear that you're utilizing that, the balance there where you can mm. separate your audio. That's that's very good to hear. And there is volume controls in there as well, but I'm pretty sure that that is just going to control your main volume, the system volume on your machine, or your JAWS voice specifically. So if you want to get a little more uh, specific 
uh, turning sounds down and things like that, I think you're going to need to go into your main volume control for your machine. And just as you said as to how to get there. And and one more time, what was your email address again? Your, your, your so work email. Exactly. Sorry. That's fine. So it's jbazer, J-B-A-Z-E-R, uh -huh. at Vispero. At V-I-S-P-E-R-O.com. Okay, I'm going to send you a quick test email um, in case I have more questions, but thank you very much for your time, and God bless. Well, thank you, Melissa, very much. It's good to chat, and by all means, send us a note whenever you need to for assistance. Awesome. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Take care. Anybody else, Bill and Bradford, who do we see? Oh, yeah, no hands on got, Clubhouse right now. Uh, we've got uh, at least three here. Um, I believe this is Mary Beth, who's next. Hi. Uh, um, I just have a quick question. Hi, Mary I'm Beth. Huge, sure. Um, hi. How are you doing, Jeff? Good. I just have a quick question. I am a huge fan of autofill, and I'm a huge <laughs> non-user of contacts. <laughs> I know about <laughs> yeah. them, but I never use them. Um, isn't there a way, though, say, for instance, I get an email from a person. Isn't there a way to import that email address directly from the email, or am I just dreaming? If you wanted to add it to your contacts, you mean? Has enabled closed captioning. Yes. Closed. Sure, Who you can, can do this that. Um, Recording on. Press the there's plus to multiple, open multiple ways to do it. One of the quickest ways might be just to copy and paste it. So you get the email address, you copy okay. it, and then you go in and create mm -hmm. a new contact. So you type in the person's okay. name, and then you you just paste the email address from there into the correct email field. And that'll do two things for you. So the autocomplete, I, I agree with you. I love that feature as well, to be able to just have that ready and not even have to think about it. So you go in and you, uh, you want to contact that person. You've talked to them before. It just pops up. And that's great. It's, it's very easy to just kind of use that as a crutch. You know, you, you always know that Absolutely. if you emailed them before, they'll probably be there yeah. again. But if you want to do yep. better than that and, and keep track of that email specifically, you can absolutely do that. You can bring it into your contacts and just do it that way. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. This Next. is great, guys. I love being able to, to chat specifically with folks and, and try to answer as many questions as we can. So that's good. Okay. Next up is Liz. Hey, Liz. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Just fine. Um, how would you decide where she, like, if you want to do the two email addresses, um, or, like, multiple email addresses, how would you do that in Outlook? Right. So, I, Melissa, like, I think if you was... had, I know you answered about the work in the, but if you have like multiple email addresses, how would you do it? As far or, as keeping track of them in contacts, or how would you how would you get to them in, in contacts? Yes, you can have multiple emails in your in your contacts. You know what? Let me go here. Title is contacts. J. Just make comma. sure that I'm not uh, saying something false. So if I hit Control N for a new contact. contact, and we tab through and get to email. Oh, email edit. Email index button. So there's an index button here for emails, 
And if I go here, context menu email I, email to L. So you hear the first email, email, and e. it, it that's just the default that there is here. But now you hear email two, email N. two, email three, email L. three, email D. So there's three edit fields by default that you can use for separate email addresses, and then you can just type them in. You know, for however many you want to use, up to three. Even I think you can even do more. If you ever needed to do more, I'm pretty sure that you can customize some of these fields. But by yeah. default, you've got three. And the other thing is, I I use a Braille Sense um, six, mm -hmm. and my question yep. is, is is can I use that with can I use that with your your screen your screen reader? Well, okay, no, really you well. can't. Got it, got it. So on the Braille Sense six, no, that that does not use Jaws. That that's no, its own it's unit. A, it's a, its own unit, yes. But can can I use it with the display with Jaws? Oh, sure, you can. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So Jaws has the availability for you to be able to use your Braille Sense six as a Braille display. Certainly, we recognize that. And all you've got to do is make sure you've got the right driver from Hims. You check the box in JAWS for that driver that you want, and then absolutely, you could have your uh, Braille Sense 6 connected to a computer running JAWS and use it as a Braille display. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, next up is Ann. Can you hear me? Yes, we Boy, can. Boy, Ann, you were right oh, on good. it. We've got you. <laughs> Thanks. Had a hard time finding the unmute button. Um, if I wanted, I've got some old contacts in my email. Uh, if I want to delete some of them, how would I go to, a, how, when I get to a contact um, list, how do I delete that contact? Okay, so if you are in Outlook Title is contact. specifically, I think it's easy enough to do that. Let's see, I'm on one right now. Land. So what I did is I just delete. I hit the delete key, and it's gone. You got to be careful. Is that doing easy? That. It's that easy. The way it looks. Hold on. Let me make sure here. Joseph John Joseph. We can delete him as well for the moment here. Eva Corley Scott Chaplin. Yep, he's gone as well. Yep. So you can hit the delete key, and the contact is gone. Now, there's, there's other things that you, you can do. Um, you, there's ways for you to import contacts into Outlook from other places. So if they're older lists and you, you've got some that you want to bring in, but not all, uh, one of the easiest ways to do it might be to import your entire list, first of all, and then just arrow through if you want most of them. I mean, if you want to delete like 50 of them, that's probably not the best way to do it. But if you want most of them and you want to delete five or six, you can just arrow down through your contacts, hit the delete key on don't want, and they should be gone. Would I have to hold another key down to arrow down through it? Like um, a control nope. or something? Unless you want to delete multiple contacts at once. I mean, if you want to get into doing That's things That's what I like mean. That, if I wanted to delete four or five contacts. Sure. Um, you you should be able to do that. You could Press you could, the control key or shift or what? Well, it depends if they're in in succession or not. If if they're if they are if consecutive, if they're in succession, how would you do it? Then you can do shift. Oh, shift. The down okay. arrow to be able to do that. Okay. Yep. Well, good. Absolutely. Thanks. 
You're welcome. And, you know, that's a good question, guys, because, you know, we're talking about, okay, so what if we're bringing contacts in from other places or what if we want to, you know, purge our list and get rid of some of the old ones that we have and, and that kind of thing? Outlook is very powerful from the standpoint of importing and exporting items to other places. So even if you used a, like an older email program and now you want to bring those uh, that contact information into Outlook because that's what you use now, there are ways to go about doing that. Sometimes, depending on what you want to do, there's some steps involved. But if you Google any of this stuff, as long as you're pretty specific on what you want to do, there's very likely going to be Microsoft support articles to tell you exactly what you need to do. If you call Microsoft and ask them a question like that, can they give you an answer? I think they could. I think they absolutely could, as long as it has to do with their with their software. Absolutely. Oh. If if you're asking them about connecting Braille displays with JAWS, they're going to tell you no. We really can't help you with that. That's no, but I mean something it. like similar to this, they'd be able to help. Right. You. If if it has to do with uh, with with Office 365 or you know moving things into that from other places, definitely they can help you. Oh, okay. So good deal. Well, thanks, Anne. Thanks. I hope we answered your question. Yes, thanks. You're welcome. Anybody else, guys? Next up, we have Teresa. Hello, Teresa. Thanks for being with us today. How can we help you? Can you, you hear me? Can we got gotcha. you. Okay. We do. Okay. All right. We at my workplace have been uh, using a feature in Microsoft called Teams, which I know you know about. But um, I feel sort of back behind things because I have trouble finding the right field, um, you know, when I want to send, I work for um, the social workers, and I want to send them a, a message saying that a specific individual, and I'll say, you know, we'll just say, Joe XYZ tried to call you, and Joe XYZ's last score is blah, 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 you know, one, two, three, four. And so... Um, um, they would like you to um, call them back at blah, 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 you know, whatever phone number. The thing is, um, I have trouble finding the right field to enter that type of information into and then yep. how to submit it once I have um, gotcha. um, written it out, typed it out and everything. I've got good news and bad news for you. Okay. Oh, the Lord. good news is you can absolutely do it. Teams has a lot of features in it. Teams is very powerful with what it does. So, for example, for what you're looking yeah. for, you want to be right. on the chat area in Teams. And if you use your control yeah. key in conjunction with numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, depending on exactly how your organization is set up, there's a way yeah. to get from your channels list in Teams to the chat area where you can then type in who it is you're looking for and be able to type them a message. Now, we have, um, tell me your name again one more time. I apologize that I forgot. Teresa with the T. Teresa, okay. So, Teresa, we have, gotcha, okay. We have um, several webinars that we've done using Teams with JAWS specifically. Those are on our freedomscientific.com slash training page. If you go to that page and you go to archived webinars or uh, 
I think it says in the heading, missed a web. Have you missed a webinar and would like to go back and, and listen to it? And then there's a link for archived webinars. If you go to that page and you do a virtual find and you type in Teams, I know you're going to find at least two or three instances of different webinars that we've done that introduce you to Teams. And then there's a second one that is a little bit more advanced. But it goes through how to locate all these keystrokes and, and how to kind of try to figure out Teams in your mind to be able to move through it and get to the designated areas that you that you want, like your channels and your chat area and your files and all those kind of things. So the good news is it's accessible. It works. JAWS reads it fine. You could get notification that you've sent those messages. You just got to learn how to do it. Yeah, I'll hear the, um, like my coworker who, who's fully sighted, I'll, I'll know that she's typing a message to somebody. And I'll hear that little sound, you know, yes. on her computer. Yeah. I guess they've um, acknowledged her message and have responded back to something. You know, I can't hear it because she doesn't need to also. Um, well, now, there's another thing, Teresa, that's, that's going on with that. If you don't seem to get those notifications on your machine, you may be able to, to fix that or to alter that as well. One of the features that we have added to our software in recent times is the ability for you to go look at your notifications on your machine. And every time something happens in Teams or other places on your computer, it's kept track. There's a list of notifications that tracks all those things that are going on. So you should be able to go look at your notifications if you miss a message. And the way that you can do that is if you hit your insert key with spacebar, so you go into your layered command structure within JAWS, and then you press an N, N like notification. It's going to bring up the list of notifications on your machine. And you can then, if you want to arrow through those, I think you need to press tab once, and then you're going to get to your notifications. And anything that happened in Teams that you might have missed would be there. But I, what page would I need to be on when I want to do that? My regular JAWS homepage? No, so you can do that. Stuff. You can do that from anywhere. So, PC cursor. Let, let, so like right now, I'm on. Uh, Title is contacts. J. I'm still in contacts of in Outlook. So if I press insert spacebar, I'm going to do it now. Can you still hear this? Can you hear my computer? Okay. So if I hit insert spacebar, listen to this. You ever heard that noise before? So you hear that little ascending, beep. Okay. That's how yeah. you know. Yeah. Yep, that's how yeah. you know you're in the layered structure. Now I'm going to press N for notifications. Notification history, recent notifications list box, live transcription, closed captioning has been enabled. Press F6 for more information about who can see this transcript. Zoom 3:38 p.m. One of see that. So I yeah. got a notification about Zoom. So now I can arrow down just by using my arrow keys, up and down arrow. Participant, you will start. I'm moving through the list. So this is where a notification in Teams will be if you missed it. And then when you're done, you just press Escape, Scott and it's gone, and you're right back where you were before. Okay. You know, because I want to be able to, you know, like, patients will call for their respective social workers, and then they might call continuously again and again and again because so-and-so is not there. Well, they think she's not here. She is not there. But she, the thing is, that person might be there, and they might have stepped away from their desk, or they might be with something <laughs> yep. else. 
That's and right. They, they can't um, stop what they're doing to answer that. Not to mention, you don't want to ha- talk to one patient and you've got another patient in the office. That's, you know, a privacy breach right there. Well, totally. But this is this is a great way for you to be able to go back and review what you've missed while you while you were busy. And anybody can do it, you know. So if if someone cited that you're working with wants to look at their notifications, they wouldn't do it exactly the same way you did. But there is a way for them to go back and see what they've missed as my well. My coworker would try, was trying to help me figure out how to do it, and she was getting frustrated, you know, because she doesn't need jaws. It's not some. She's not familiar with it, and she doesn't need it anyway. Right. Well, now you're armed with a little more knowledge. So give that a try. And if you've got further questions or want to email us back, let us know, and we'll help you further if we need to. Okay. Okay? I need to um, first go into, when I go into Microsoft Teams, go into chat. You need control key. That's right. That's exactly right. That's where you'll start. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is that the numbers numbers on your um, number keypad? Okay. Over to the right. No, it's it's the numbered keys across the top. The The numbers across the top. But here's the thing, Teresa. This is what you need to remember. This is something that you're probably going to want to ask your IT folks about, or someone who uses Teams at your organization, because sometimes they're set up a little differently. So you will need to know which number is for chat. But. Before you do that, I might suggest going through and listening to uh, that those webinars that I mentioned to you because that's going to give you a great background on how Teams is working from an accessibility standpoint. Okay. Okay? Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so Thank much. You. you take care. Anybody else, guys? I know we're getting down close to the end. We've got one more here. Uh, uh, Penny. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, Penny. We've got you. Okay. Hi, good. I couldn't find the got it button on my cell phone when it said the meeting was being recorded. Where is that supposed to be, or is it not on cell phones? Uh, Penny, I missed it, and I, I apologize. I am very sorry. Say it one more time. What? Where is the, when it says the meeting's being recorded and it asks you to press got it, where is that on your cell phone? Do you do y'all know? Because I couldn't find it. You will not get it. a uh, got it yeah. button in webinar. Okay, okay. Let me let me ask my questions then. Go ahead. Um, first of all, I, I have I use Gmail, but I have Outlook as my you know I use Outlook. And one problem I've noticed when I hit a control, I think it's Control Three, and it gets you to the contacts. I've had trouble deleting the addresses, and I and there's also some global contacts on my computer, and I. I'm not sure how to straighten it out. I don't know if the address book, is that something different than your contacts? Is that where I'm getting confused? Because it's, I think the address book, you can't delete it as easily as you can the contacts. That's exactly right, Penny. And it's important to note the difference. That That's very true. Typically, an address book, if you are if your machine is part of a larger organization or you're on an exchange, the address book is going to have everybody on it from, you know, who you work with. Contacts are usually the local contacts that you have on your own machine that you've put there. Okay. And there is a way to be able to, to go into your email and go to the to field or the to button actually. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a drop down box for you to select who you can see 
uh, as you're going through here. So it could be your global address list. It could be just your contacts. It can be whatever you want it to be. But you are absolutely right that there are lots of different, sometimes there can be several different areas of contacts, and you want to make sure that you know which one you're dealing with specifically. Yeah, I mean, I'm really having trouble. My address book has got a lot of old people in it, and I tried to delete, and I I deleted it from contacts, and then it wouldn't delete from the address book, and I think I just need some extra help, so I may need to call somebody and walk me through this is this on your machine specifically or is this on a company machine that you know it's on my machine specifically but this is about the fourth computer i've had in the last well maybe the third in the last 10 years gotcha (laughs) so i tried to transport people that's that's exactly right and we all know what happens then don't we we get lots Uh of things that we probably don't need anymore so yeah so there's ways for you to delete the address book completely or delete names out of that address book you can certainly do that and we can try to help you do that or you can you can use your friend google and go in and uh... get those tips from microsoft they're pretty good about uh... having lots of different support articles on a lot of these things as long as you let them know specifically what you're looking for well where can i go in your training uh... area to learn about outlook and all that do i uh... what particular training webinars would be helpful Oh, we've done lots and lots of training webinars on uh, Office, uh, Microsoft 365, and mm-hmm. on all the applications related to it. So we've done lots. Well, what on I Outlook. really need is to list, review the one on your contacts, and like you did today, is where do I look for that? Well, I don't know if we have one specifically on contacts, but we do on Outlook and. There's okay. more than one, so there would be, you know, probably information on there as where you can go to reference uh, what okay. you want to do. If you go to freedomscientific.com/training, mm-hmm. and then you go to archived webinars, that's where they all live. So okay. what I would recommend is when you get on that page, do a find for what it is you're looking for specifically. In your case, Outlook, and then mm-hmm. you should be able to download the MP3 or MP4 if you need the video mm-hmm. for the webinar that you want. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. And I, I might be calling y'all. <laughs> okay, Penny. Very good. Thank you. Uh-huh. Looks like we're out of time, guys. Bradford and Bell, thank you so much for all your help today. This has been good. It's great Boy. to be with you all. Thank you for being great here. Great to be here. Absolutely. You guys take care. Look forward to seeing you again.